0: Hello, hello. So I'm not actually recording this episode from Europe. I am back in the USA and I'm down in Georgia, but um, I still wanted to update you all on my time in Denmark and Sweden. So I have my notes here. What happened in Denmark and Sweden? So I'll I'll give you the rundown. But um, so in Denmark, I still had issues with some of the trains. I think it's a mixture of just so many people traveling for COVID. Definitely part of it was my fault, and I made a couple of dumb errors, but. Yeah, the train systems I think are just overloaded right now over in Europe. But I finally got to Denmark and on one of the trains I met two girls um, from TCU in Indiana. I actually met a couple people on this trip from TCU, but we were on this train and the train was so packed there is no seats without a doubt. So what we did is we just all crammed into the entryway of the train and me and this girl from I think she, I think she was the one who went to TCU. We just sat on the steps for the entire train 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 ride, and we talked a little bit. But yeah, like there was absolutely no room on that train. The only place you could sit was smashed in the entryway on the steps. But anyways, finally, finally, after so many train issues, I made it to Copenhagen, and. I walked around a little bit, and honestly, I didn't think it was anything too crazy. Then again, I don't like cities that much. But I did think it was cool that they had an amusement park right in the middle of their city, which I've never seen before, but I thought that was awesome. Oh, I take that back. Las Vegas has some, like, roller coasters that go around, like, the city a little bit. But, no. Copenhagen had a full-on amusement park, which was awesome. And then I got to my hostel, and it was called the Urban Camper Hostel. And what it was was... It's this, almost like a banquet hall, just a huge open space, and they set up a bunch of canvas tents in the banquet hall. And so there's only four, four people to attend. And it was, it was good. I mean, you can hear other people in like the other tents, like some people start talking and it's like annoying because you're trying to sleep. But overall it's kind of cool to be in the middle of the city, but also sleeping in a tent. Um, and that night I walked around a little bit and I, wait, holy cow, I can hear the southern accent coming out. I'm down in Georgia and everyone speaks with such a strong southern accent. <laughs> I did it again. Um, and I realized something about myself is I match people's accents. And so I'm starting to match the southern accent already. And so, yeah. <laughs> oh man. But, um, I went to this candy store um and there's these two boys working there they were young like probably 12 and they're funny because i could tell what they were doing but they I, I they didn't think i could they were talking to each other and they're trying to like bet each other like i bet you won't say to her that she should get this drink or that drink and it was just funny because i think they, they were scared to talk to me and they were like betting each other like will you do it will i do it um and i think it was just they were scared to use like practice their english but it was it was cute it was funny and then something else also i wrote down about Copenhagen that was crazy is there are so many people who bike there like it's not just they have their own bike lane which which they do and it's a really big lane on the road but they have like their own stoplight they have their own signs so it's like bike lanes have such a big part in that city which I thought which is cool because it makes it so much easier to take your bike to work or wherever you're going and then the next morning I woke up and I went to see the infamous colored buildings on the water in Copenhagen and it was kind of cool. I was there for like five, 10 minutes. I don't know. They were <laughs> The pictures, they're just like pictures. It was cool to see, but nothing, nothing crazy. And also, um, I went on the metro in Copenhagen multiple times, and it was such a good metro system. Very clean. It's actually very pretty. Um, I didn't go into the part that's super painted, but it's very clean. They painted parts of it. It's really cool. And um, Then I was trying to get up to Sweden in Malmo, Sweden, but I missed the train because the sign wasn't updated and I didn't realize I was staring at the train I was supposed to get on because the train wasn't, like, the sign wasn't updated. And I, yeah, that was a breaking point. I just started to cry. I was, like, so frustrated because I was going to have to wait four hours for the next train and then I was going to get to the place I was trying to go super late and I was just a mess. And I started crying, like I was sobbing. And this woman came up to me, she's like, how can I help you? It's all going to... And her husband, boyfriend was like, it's all going to be okay, I promise. I was like, thank you. And I was like, i would be so dramatic right now. But I was like, my knee was bothering me. That happened. And it was just like a breaking point. And I was like, this is... I was like, this is ridiculous. But I was... Yeah, I, I just cracked it there. But anyways, I finally got into Sweden. And I was excited to go to Sweden because when I was... Oh, I Mom, I would need you to clarify, um, confirm for me how old I was. I think I was in first grade, first or second grade. I was on the Sweden soccer team for Bethel Park Rec.
1: And I was
0: like, oh, I get to go to Sweden. Like, I was on the Sweden soccer team, and I thought that was so cool. And they have the colors teal and yellow, and that's their country colors, but also our jersey colors. And I love the color, and I was so excited to get to go to Sweden. Uh, and so I finally – I finally got to Sweden, and it's the best way to explain Sweden, I think, is it's a simple kind of beauty. It's no nothing crazy. there's not huge mountains, there's not nothing wild, but it's just so simple and green and beautiful. pine trees, other kinds of trees, um lakes and it was just it was I loved it I, it was stunning. so i I was at this weird hostel it It was super safe, it felt, but it was like in the bottom of a business building it was just, it was just weird. But um, that night I got Thai food and I just got a huge, like a whole serving of Thai food and I ate the whole thing because I was so hungry. It was so much food. But um as I was leaving, the girl, she was, I think I asked her, I think she was in high school. She taught me how to say hello, which I think is hi, hi, and then thank you is talk. So it was, it was a cool moment getting to learn from her. And then I just sat at this park and after all the craziness of the trains the past two days, I was so excited just to get to sit at a park and eat my food. And one thing that's nice about Denmark, or sorry, Sweden, is it is so far north that it doesn't get dark until late. So, like, at 10.30 p.m., you could probably still play soccer. It'd be a little dark, but it was fine. And the sky doesn't get super dark. It just gets, like, a dark blue. So that was interesting. Um, and then the next day, I went into Jonkoping for church. J-O-N-K-O-P-I-N-G. And it was it was called International Church. And it was really cool. They were very welcoming when I walked in. The pastor's wife talked to me, and um, just this girl who I've never even met just sat by me in church, which I really appreciated. And um, they had a translator, so the pastor, who was his name was Krister, he spoke, and then one of the girls in the church, um, one of the women of the church translated it into Swedish. And then there was this man who gave his testimony that I thought was it was really cool. Um, he essentially said he's like I had all that I wanted. Um, I had. Everything I could have dreamed of, like, from a materialistic point of view. But he, like, wasn't fulfilled. And he kept having dreams. In his dream, he had this, like, reoccurring dream of Jesus, like, pulling him out of a dark hole. And I just thought it was so interesting. And then he accepted Christ. But I thought that was a really, a really cool testimony. Um, And i talking about testimonies. About three times that day, I think I was asked, like, how did you come to know God? So I told my testimony, like, three times. And I think that was good because... I, like on the trip, my knees has been bothering me. I think I freak out. I freaked out at like moments being like, what's wrong? Is something torn? Is something not? Like, what does this mean with work? And so it was like a good reminder for me to be able to tell my testimony and my story of how I came to know God as a reminder that God is powerful and God is with me. And then after church, I was just, I went down and they had coffee and cake and I talked to this girl, this girl she's not a girl she's like 20 she's a woman and um, this woman lydia and i loved talking to her um she was she was awesome 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 and it was just really cool to talk to her she is from quebec and yeah i love talking to her and i got her contact information to stay in touch with her um, and then after that we hung out down there for probably like an hour and a half and then I was invited to the pastor's house and it was all the all these young adults were going. And they actually have a bunch of people living at their house, which I thought was cool. But they're like, Do you want to come to our house? I was like, I mean, all these other young people are going. I I'm I'm pretty sure I'm safe. So I went and they drove me to their house and it was it was just amazing. I got to hear stories and they just talked about the Lord and what it's like being in Sweden, being a Christian. And um they all prayed for me before I went, which I really appreciated. And yeah, I was really special. I was probably, from the time I entered the church to when I left, I think it was like over five. It was five or six hours. <laughs> so I really got the full experience there, and it was, it was really special. And then I got on the train to go back to the hostel, and I stopped two times on the way back, just at random stops, to walk around and see the trees and the creeks and the lakes. So that was nice, not being in a huge rush. And then I got back, and I went to, I was like, I need food. So I stopped at a pizza place to get a calzone. And i pointed on the menu to the calzone number but i went to up my and when i went to pick up my food i opened it and it was a pizza with arugula on it I was like what on earth but i wasn't going to complain um, one of the main reasons i wasn't gonna complain is i didn't remember i paid when i ordered my food and i went back in to pick it up and i went to pay again not remembering that i already paid and the man was like no no you already paid you already paid but he didn't speak english so he had to get out of his we tried to figure out what he was saying like for probably two minutes. And then he had to get his phone out and Google translate it and show it to me. He's like, that's just so nice. He could have let me pay again, but he didn't. So I'll eat my arugula pizza and I won't complain. But anyways, I woke up the next morning and it was time to make my way to Stockholm, which is where my flight left from the following day. Um, I wanted to be as close to the airport as possible, even though my flight didn't leave until 2 p.m. I wanted to be as close as I could because you know something is going to go wrong with those trains. So I figured to get up to Stockholm and I was having issues making a reservation. Everything said it was sold out. And I was like, what, how is this all sold out? This is a random, like this is a random train, like um train route. But anyways, I figured out the, so there's two, on the URL app, there's some train routes that don't require a seat reservation and there's some that do the more direct ones require a reservation sometimes i think I, on my entire trip of the 32 days i was there i think i only made a reservation a handful of times so i was like i'll be fine i don't need to make a reservation for this well it turns out i should have i just didn't know what time i was going to leave so i couldn't make it too far in advance but I looked at the indirect route, and it was going to be take me on five different trains to get me to Stockholm. And I would get there at, like at night. There's one time I was like, you know what? This plant train is supposedly sold out. I was like, I'm just going to try. And I prayed on my way there, and I was like, God, can you please show me favor, and I can just get on this train? It's like, what are the odds? And I remember my friend I saw this always saying, before you take an exam, ask for God's favor. So I went over there, and I went up to the um, train. They're not flight attendants like the train attendant woman and i went up to her and i said i know this train is sold out but is there any way i can get on i will hide in the bathroom that is what i said verbatim i will hide in the bathroom <laughs> and she said get on the train i said okay thank you and she said i'll go somewhere around seat 820 or something like that so i went to seat 820 and i got on the train and it's a i think it's a first class ticket and she didn't even make me pay and supposedly this train is quote sold out even though there's tons of open seats and I, in that moment, was so thankful. I was so thankful that she let me on that train, probably because I said I was so desperate, I'll, sit, I'll hide in the bathroom. But she let me on that train. I didn't have to pay. And I think I got a first-class ticket. So I was very, very, very thankful. <laughs> but anyways, I got to Stockholm finally. And I went into this hostel. And it was a weird hostel. It was really cool. But it was, like, in this old, um, old building. And any of you from Bethel Park? Who've been like in the upstairs where my grandpa's office used to be? It almost reminded me of that, and so we were in this, this one random room. It had a couch in it, which was super nice. There were six girls, and it was a two bunk bed, two sets. Well, yeah, it was two columns of three beds. So they had it, they weren't regular bunk beds like one two. It was one two three stacked on top of each other, and then another one two three. So I don't know. I think it would have been fun to be in the like on the top. I was on the bottom though, which made it easier to get up and down um and then i actually went on a train and i just went to a random town again i looked at a map saw whatever looked green on the map and i went there and and i got the scooter because just like you can buy an uber back here you can just scan a qr code and take out any scooter you want in the town so they they leave these scooters all over the place in cities in europe and you can scan the code, and you just take up, take off. So I scooted, scooted, scootered all around this one town um, in Sweden. It was really fun. And I went to this botanical garden in this green area, and I just sat at one of the a picnic table in like one of the park woods areas. And I actually memorized Second Corinthians 12, 7 through ten because my knees been bothering me the was bothering me the whole trip. And let's let's see if I have it memorized still. Um, it says. In order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it from me, but he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more proudly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses and insults and hardships and persecution and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Oh, i still got it but yes yeah, so that's what i memorized sitting at one of the park benches and then i went back to my hostel and i met two girls and uh, not two three girls two from california they were sisters traveling around together megan me and you're gonna have to do this one day um and they just travel around Europe together and then this one woman from mexico and we went to 7-eleven because we just wanted food and nothing's open in sweden late which was weird but I went into Sweden and to Sweden. I went into Seven Eleven and I got dinner for that night, and I also got a bunch of snacks for the plane tomorrow because I hated, I hate paying for food in the airport because it's so expensive. I refuse. So I got a bunch of snacks for the train for the um, plane ride home, and it turns out some of the candy in Sweden is so different. And like, there's this <laughs> this one thing I got. It was called salted taffy, and that sounds so, taffy. Yeah, something like that. And that sounds good to me, but I ate it and it was the saltiest thing I've ever had. Um, I gave it to my dad and he claims, he's like, it, he, he thinks there's something wrong with the way they made it. He thinks it was a malfunction, but I don't know. But um, I realized then Sweden is not cheap. It was expensive. I spent like $27 at 7 Eleven and I didn't even get that much. But, anyways, that night I stayed up late because there was an FCA Cornell Zoom call at 1 a.m. So I stayed up late and I talked to people in the hostel and they're from i met a guy from the uk someone from germany belgium argentina the argentina guy was wearing a philadelphia phillies shirt and i got so excited he's from philly he's like nope i'm from argentina okay never mind (laughs) but anyways i went to fca and it was so much fun and then that night or that next morning I woke up, took a scooter to the train station, so that way I did not have to carry my backpack. I took a scooter to the train station, and I won't lie, those scooters are fast, they are powerful, and it is kind of scary, but it was good. Um, And then, I actually had some issues with my boarding pass, not my boarding pass for the first flight, leg of the flight, which was from Sweden to New York City. It was the boarding pass from New York City to Pittsburgh, and I was trying to figure it out, and the flight attendants were all confused what happened to it, this and that, but... I called my mom and she was like, Okay, you get on the train plane and I'll like do what I can and then sat down on the plane and just being like, I really wanna get home tonight. I don't wanna have to stay in New York City overnight. I wanna get home. I'm gonna be in the United States, like I wanna be home. I don't wanna just sit in New York City in an airport. And the woman I sat next to on the plane, she was great. I talked to her a lot, she was really cool. And I told her, I said, Something tells me my mom's gonna figure this out and when I land when we land in JFK, this is all gonna be sorted out and she'll figure it out. And I was right. When we landed in JFK, I had a long message from my mom telling me exactly what I needed to do. And I got on a plane that night, and I made it back to Pittsburgh. But I told her, I was like, I'm was telling you, my mom's going to figure this out. She knows how to get this stuff done. <laughs> um, but on the plane, we got this one meal, and it was my favorite meal. It was, like, some of my favorite things. It was um, chicken, Thai rice, something like that, salted caramel ice cream, and tomato basil mozzarella salad I don't really like the tomato part but the other stuff I do and it was just like this perfect meal on the plane it was it was really good and I watched the movie Black Hawk Down and yes I know I never watch movies but I thought that would be good to help me better understand the population I'm working with in my job so I watched Black Hawk Down and then um we landed in JFK the that flight back to um The U.S. was so much better than the flight over to when I went into Athens. I don't know what was the difference. I think it was nice flying through the day. I wasn't super tired, but um, we landed in JFK and I was like, "Oh my gosh, we're here!" And the woman I was sitting next to had to go to a different terminal with me as well, and so she like didn't know how to get there. I was like, "Oh, don't worry. I've gotten a lot better at public transportation over the past couple couple weeks traveling around." So I was like, "Just follow me." So I started. I was like leading her through the airport to get to the other terminal. And then another woman started following us. I was like, what is going on? I was like, I'm, I'm a tour guide through the JFK airport right now, trying to figure out how to get to another terminal. But um, the one woman had to stop and take a smoker, smoke break. And I was like, I'm sorry. We're not stopping for a smoke break. Like, we got we to go. So I felt bad, but I have to leave her behind. Um, and so I got on that plane to Pittsburgh and... As I was like flying into Pittsburgh, I couldn't help but smile. I think it was just thinking about the adventure that I went on and how special it was and just what an adventure with God and all the things I've seen, all the things I've learned, the moments that broke me. And it's just like what a full adventure it was. I couldn't, I couldn't stop smiling. I could not stop smiling back in that Pittsburgh airport. Um, and I was walking around the Pittsburgh airport, and I had nothing but my backpack on. And I felt, I felt so cool because <laughs> everyone else has their suitcases and stuff. I'm like, yep. Yeah. In Pittsburgh, it's not as common as in like Europe to just have nothing but a backpack. So I was like, oh, I feel so cool. <laughs> and I just couldn't, I couldn't stop smiling. And then my mom pulled up, and I gave her a big hug, and she had two U.S. flags with her, so I took a picture of my backpack and the U.S. flags, and and then we went home, and it was just really weird emptying my backpack because I got into a routine, you know, every day. You take this out, you put it back in the next day, and you, you know, you have very much a routine of where everything goes. it was so weird taking out my back, everything out of my backpack because I knew... I knew like I would not put it back in again and it would never be the same as it was on that trip. And you know, and it's crazy. 32 days with one backpack that weighed somewhere around 20, 25 pounds. It's just crazy. But it shows you really don't need that much stuff because I really didn't have anything that I didn't need. There's little things. I had to go get a water bottle um, because the one I had wasn't working, but little things I needed but all the stuff I needed at the end of the day was in that backpack and it was so cool. But yeah, I went and that, I guess that's a wrap on the trip. That was it. I went home and it was, Oh, something else I noted that was really weird is I had everything I needed at home. Like for example, I took a shower and I had everything I needed. Like, Oh, there's lotion. There's an extra ponytail. There's the like hair gel I put on my hair after I take a shower. And then I, mean, I get, I don't need that stuff. You like learn, but it was just funny having everything I needed. It was crazy, but yeah, I think as a whole, hmm. it was such an adventure. It was so cool to meet so many people. I think I underestimated how cool that would be, getting to meet people from all over the world every night. That was really cool. Also, I felt so much safer in the hostels than I thought I would. I really liked the hostels, and I felt super safe in there, actually safer than I felt in a hotel room. But it was so cool, such a cool experience. I actually, when I got home, I typed up, not my itinerary, but like my route of where I went, what places I went, and where I stayed. And I thought, how funny will it be if in fifty years from now I repeat it, like with my kids or something. But um, yeah, such a cool adventure, and oh my gosh, crazy! I could talk, I could talk forever. When my friends ask me, like, tell me about it, I was like, what do you want to know about it? Because I could talk for hours about it. But yeah. If anyone has any specific questions, feel free to reach out and ask. I really like talking about it because it was such a fun, such a fun, crazy, challenging journey. But one thing I did do is I wrote down a couple of things that surprised me about Europe. So I can share those now. Um, One thing I wrote is the number of scooters. Like I said, those Uber scooters are everywhere. That was different than the U.S., at least what I've seen. Something else that surprised me is how many people smoke. I know in the U.S., like, years ago like it was common everybody smoked but that's not as common now like to smoke cigarettes and it was crazy how many people over there smoke cigarettes like everyone smoked cigarettes and all the young people that was just different than what i was used to oh the young kids they run free they just run through the streets like they walk home from school without any adults they just like run all over the place which i thought was cool um something else that surprised me was the amount of english that is known for the most part, every person I met knew a little bit of English, which I thought was really which was impressive. Um, the kindness of people is something that surprised me, just how kind people are. Oh, paying for bathrooms. It's not a lot, it's probably like a dollar, but I didn't like that. <laughs> paying for bathrooms. Also the size of the bathrooms. There are times I went in the bathroom and like I had a hard time getting the door shut because I couldn't fit in the bathroom and shut the door. Um, lots of people have a lot more tattoos over there. Um yeah actually i think there's multiple times like i'm not the only person who doesn't have like a bunch of tattoos i have one little tattoo on my finger but other than that i don't but lots of tattoos and then oh this one was interesting <laughs> i sh- I'm tempted not to say this because i don't want my dad to start doing this at our house but every a lot of showers over there every like 30 seconds they'll turn off and you have to return them on so i think it's a way to save water um and keep the, like, the water bill down. But also it is a great way to save water, but you, every like 30 seconds you have to turn the water back on. Um, and it's kind of annoying when you're trying to take a shower, but it does make you realize like you don't need as much water as you need. Like, yeah, but that was something that was so different. It's like having to turn the water on every 30 seconds sometimes because it would just shut off. But yeah, there you go. Those are my surprising Europe things that surprised me. Um, again, it was quite the journey. I can't believe it's over. Sometimes I can't believe it actually happened, but it was so cool. I'm so thankful that I got to go on that journey with me and God. We'll see. We will see what He has in store next. But for now, I'm down here in Georgia and getting to start working at Fort Benning, which I'm really excited about. But all right, see y'all later. Bye.